0: So you have to kind of rethink every single department and every expansion. It's really a different business model that you have to kind of understand how to mold into your existing model. Uh, And having key people in place has really helped me uh, do that.
1: Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. More and more entrepreneurs have begun this journey of building since the pandemic started. Sales are the lifeblood of any company, but it can be hard. It can be difficult for entrepreneurs who are used to wearing many hats. And the challenge is that they try to do them all very well, and yet they take on a role that they may not be the most comfortable or most equipped for. That's why in this episode, we're going to talk with a good friend of ours about some tips and best practices that have helped him build an incredible company by focusing on his strengths and leveraging proven strategies to build his company and stay true to his values. It's been a pleasant surprise to have this series that we've been doing with entrepreneurs, and we want to continue to learn from leaders who have ventured out to build incredible organizations. We want to learn what they're doing to find success. And so today we're joined by someone I respect very much, that we've been in the same networking groups, we've been in the same circles of influence, and today we're joined by Abe Lazar. He is the owner and president of Honest Abe Home Services, offering full plumbing, HVAC, home improvement, and remodeling services in the greater Baltimore area. Abe, welcome to Twins Talk It Up.
0: Thank you very much, and thank you for the introduction. That was very nice.
1: <laughs> this is Danny. So from time to time, you're here, David, or myself speaking. And so we want to let our audience know who is actually asking Abe the questions today. So Abe, uh, tell us a little bit more about your entrepreneur journey, and who is the marketing genius behind the name Honest Abe? <laughs> because after all... Your slogan is, we live up to our name, which is really cool.
0: Thank you. Um, Yeah, no, it's kind of a funny story. It's not as uh, glamorous as it probably seems. Um, My Jewish name is actually Avraham. Um, It's a little hard to pronounce. Uh, When I moved out to Baltimore, uh, I just made the decision to go by Abe, make it a lot easier, so that way everyone's not calling me by a different name. Um, When I began the business, my mother actually had the great idea. She said it would be a great play on words to call you Honest Abe. I thought, you know, at first I first thought it was very silly. I'm like, I don't know. But the more I thought about, you know, it's actually got a really good ring to it. And um, yeah, so my mother was, she has full credit and she knows it. Um, so she came up with the name and everything.
1: That is fantastic. Well, we all, uh, this is Danny again. That is fantastic. Sometimes uh, we do have to listen to our parents. And when our mother gives us a, <laughs> great, a great thing that's going to help propel our business. I mean, at the end of the day, she probably didn't realize how much of a marketing genius she was but I love it. You know, Probably we not. live up to our name, Honest Abe. That is, that is fantastic. So we all know that sales is the lifeblood of any company, all companies that are out there, but it can be hard for entrepreneurs who are used to wearing many hats. And in your organization, you were a lot of, you used to wear a lot of hats as well. Let's talk about the best tips and lessons that have helped you and your business and how you guys are able to scale, how you're able to leverage proven technology and proven strategies and be able to still stay what we call true to yourself and true to your name. What does that experience look like? And how have you been able to delegate these other areas of responsibilities?
0: Sure. I'll try to uh, uh, start with the beginning part. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, starting a business, you, you kind of really have to decide what your niche is going to be. Um, you know, if you open a phone book here, you'll probably find a thousand plumbers. Um, there's a lot of us there. So when you have that kind of competition, you, you kind of have to really understand what you're trying to go after. Are you trying to be the cheapest? You're trying to be the highest end, and you kind of have to pick something between. Um, I, I grew up in a very service-orientated world uh, in plumbing, so I knew that I wanted to take that kind of service experience that I got, um, you know, do, uh, there's a lot of companies like Star and other places like that, that help businesses. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to be that niche market. I wanted to have, uh, you know, clientele that uh, really appreciated good customer service, you know, putting the shoe covers down, putting the mats down, cleaning the area. Uh, and basically, you know, understanding that there, there's a cost to that uh, versus someone who's not going to do that like sticking to your guns and making that your business model and understanding that you're not everyone's plumber. You're you're not going to be. Um, so, you know, understanding that was extremely vital in the beginning. So I knew how to platform myself up. Um, We were very big on Angie's list. So we were able to leverage um, reviews to really boost our company into the eye of the public. Uh, Because again, Honest Dave is a nice name, but no one knows you exist. It it doesn't matter. Um, So getting that leverage, those reviews and seeing people, because again, we're in a review age now. You know, uh, since Amazon came on, it seems like everyone wants to buy things based on reviews uh, and that was a big thing with Angie's list. So we were, I I saw that when I first came in uh, in early 2000 and I I knew that was a a key part of my business to uh, really push for those reviews and try to, you know, be that stellar company that everyone wants in their house. Um, So that's that first aspect. Um, You were talking about leveraging, uh, you know, other employees and leadership roles. Um, Obviously when I first started, uh, it was just me. Um, So, you know, it was, (laughs) <laughs> not not a whole lot to uh, leverage there to really go over, but um, as I built up the company, have different departments. Um, it, it was extremely important to me. I realized to have department heads, um, you know, because I I can't be everything to everybody, uh, and my expertise really is limited in plumbing. And I, I, I to understand where your limitations are is also a very big thing in business. Sometimes somebody's going to have a better understanding of business in those areas, and you need to under you know have a good working relationship and understand. How do we make this profitable? Like the plumbing, it's they're different worlds. HVAC is not the same as plumbing. So you have to kind of rethink every single department and every expansion. It's really a different business model that you have to kind of understand how to mold into your existing model. Uh, And having key people in place has really helped me uh, do that.
1: Dave, this is Dave, and I'm really inspired to be able to hear how you've taken your strengths and your abilities. Say, look, I'm going to focus on this area, but in order to grow, honest Abe, and really capturing a greater market, capturing your vision of what you wanted to see your company. You had to bring on different staff members. You had to bring on different people of different leadership expertise. And even the fact that you said, now we have department heads. These are individuals responsible for that aspect of our business to help us to become even more profitable. That's amazing that you'll be willing to do that because when I started a company – and, Abe, you know my story I, – I tried to be all things for all people, and I didn't yeah. have that niche. And you know that means you're nothing for anybody. And right. when you refine that niche and the more you refine your specialty – the more opportunities seem to open up and present themselves. So that's pretty inspiring to hear you recognize that early on and that you're continuing to grow. Um, I want to continue a little bit on some best tips and lessons that you've learned in building your organization. When you brought in these different personnel, these different leaders, these different thought leaders, uh, there has to be some training involved. There has to be development of your leadership team and your leadership group. How have you gone about integrating training? How have you gone about implementing Different strategies to developing those team members,
0: sure, it's a great question and um I, I did it a little differently. um you know I've actually listened to quite a few podcasts, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business leaders. Uh, it seems like a lot of them get really lucky and they get a um you know a partner in crime and that kind of clicks with them and helps them do everything they need to do uh, i wasn't as fortunate just to have someone come along to do that um everyone who's my division head actually started here as the lowest possible person on the totem pole um so um, my hvac has actually my brother but he started as an apprentice hvac um technician uh david who runs my home improvement he started as a shop warehouse helper he was just sweeping the shop floors so what's kind of neat about uh, my leaders here is that they all grew up uh, inside the company, developed from the the most basic bottom. So they know every aspect of the company inside out, from the lowest person to the top. They they had to work through it. They weren't just brought in, put in place, and kind of just installed as the the leaders. Um, and that does a lot because you know the people that work here, when they see someone from the outside coming in and just taking a very large role. Without really putting, you know, they don't know them. It, it, it creates a lot of uh, issues. But when you have somebody that everyone respects because they know they started at the bottom, worked their way up and to get to where they are, it, it has a completely different way of functioning inside, um, our, you know, our, our business. So it, that's how I've done it with all my departments. Uh, and that's how I want to continue to grow it. Um, I, I really believe starting from the bottom and growing up is, is really the best way to know a business. And the best way to be able to respond to different changes in the business because you have a good understanding of it. Um, So I guess I was very fortunate that they stuck it out long enough to make it to the the places they are.
1: We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live, Love, Thanks. Live, Love, Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit livelovethanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women. I am delighted to announce that at Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSP Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why at Meetup and DSP Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, Finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line, podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up Podcast. This is David again. A this could be a reflection of them buying into your vision and Uh, what you try to build. You know, it's not just this is my empire. I want to take over the, you know, this region. It's it's more of a, a vision of saying, can you guys play into this? Can you guys buy into what I'm trying to build? And you've really installed that uh, vision into them. They've, they've gone after it. So I love that. Uh, you know, earlier, Abe, you mentioned about building the Honest Abe brand. You talked about how reviews have played a big factor in it. Can you speak to how that has supported and increased sales? And also, more importantly, I wanted to address how you develop deep customer loyalty. Because yeah. as a personal business owner... The people that continue to come back to you, the people that continue to bring you business, that that says more to what you're trying to go after than just one-off clients. So, how do you continue to increase your sales, and what have you done to deepen your customer
0: loyalty? Sure, yeah. You know, so that yeah. So the essence of any business really is repeat clientele because. Um, if it's a one and done, then you're basically just paying to acquire new customers. And that's a very expensive way to do business. Um, thankfully, again, the, the deep rootedness of customer service, you know, it's uh, we, we live in a very interesting world today uh, with as far as the range of customer service you get from one company to another. You can have such a completely different experience from calling a large box company to where there's more mom and pops and everything in between. So one instilling uh, good processes, procedures for all your technicians. So they're all following very similar rules because that's the problem. When you have a very large company. Everyone seems to do their own thing and that's really difficult for clients to, they don't know who's coming out next. So they, there's a lot of hesitation and anxiety with that. So when they know they're getting the same people or that they're going to get the same experience, it really helps them. And they, they don't they don't they're not anxious about that experience now so they're more prone to call you um we've also developed a, a membership program um so again it's really designed it's it's actually not really meant to be profitable it's meant to actually keep clientele uh, and give them a, a better discount so that way they feel that their loyalty is being rewarded and then there's not you know you always get those weird uh promotionals you know new customers get this off and they're like well been a customer for five years. Why is a new person getting more discounts than I am? It's a very weird, um, you know, concept to do those kind of things. So we actually do most of our coupons and specials on existing clients and, and members. So we try to reward that. Um, you know, word of mouth is huge with us. Um, you know, that's how we deepen our, our connection with those clients. When you know you have two neighbors saying use Honest Abe and they call you out and they we met the expectation that they were expecting. Uh, then that's it. They're sold on it. So, you know, we've become almost a household brand name for them. uh, And that's everything. And having really personable technicians is key to everything, because unfortunately, every person goes out is representing the company. So if they're not doing a good job, then you're going to lose those clients. So that was very key, getting very good technicians, building that, that membership base so clients can keep, you know, using us and trying to make word of mouth kind of our best form of advertisement.
1: This is Danny. And I want to continue with that. Uh, I love how you brought that out. Uh, you also want to reward your existing clients, <laughs> you want to make sure they feel special. So let's go back to you staying firm on your principle of integrity. So it's so easy to throw out a lot of promos, do a lot of stuff here and there, but you always wanted to make sure you stood firm, uh, not only to your slogan, to who you are, but just really the integrity of your organization, integrity of your company. How have you been able to stay firm
0: uh, throughout this process? So, yeah, so that's a two way streak. So, you know, one is what the technicians themselves and your apprentices, you know, so uh, unfortunately um turnaround t- can be kind of high when you're trying to find a very specific technician. Um, you know, you have guys going out and all of a sudden you're starting to get client complaints. Um, you know, that's a huge red flag for us, you know, um, my uh, my existence shouldn't be calling customers up and making them uh, feel better after someone messed up in their home. So trying to squelch that really quickly was a very key component for me. I've I realized uh, at a certain point I had nothing but um, bad um, review technicians. Um, and that becomes a big issue for a small business owner. So understanding that you you can't rely on people that are going to possibly damage your business. And you understand that you're going to take a loss when you let them go, but that's you have to, you 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 have to take that hit, hope the right technician comes along. I've waited a very long time to get the right guys here. Um, so that's one aspect of it. You, you need it to have the right people who also share the vision you have, because if they don't, then you're literally going to be butting heads and, and that's not going to be good for anybody. Um, and then the other out of that is the customer base, um, you know, understanding what we are. So when they don't like our pricing or they don't understand what they're paying for, it, then- you know, like like, that's fine. Um, You know, just like a client can choose a plumber, plumbers can choose clients. So it's not every client is going to be our client and, you know, understanding not to come down in pricing when they're pushing you through it, when you know their job's going to be a nightmare, it it, it takes a lot to kind of understand, you know, and and especially when you're hungry in the beginning, you really want to take those on, but then now you're creating a new stream of client bases that you don't really want. So you're not really benefiting from it. So you putting that line in the sand saying, I'm not going to go past this, understanding that if I do that, I'm now splitting my vision and, and that's not where I want to be. So that was very key to me to really hone into my vision and understand that, yeah, I'm not going to make as much money doing what I want to do right now. But long term, it's going to pay off.
1: This is Dan, and I appreciate you bringing that up because uh, so many times we don't think about our ideal client. Uh, so many times we want to bend and give and just to get the deal done or just to get the opportunity and then what we're doing is we're damaging not only our reputation but we're also damaging the communication we're telling our own employees Uh, and then you you know getting the right people with the right fit in your organization is crucial because they're your brand and they're essentially you out in the public so I do appreciate you talking about all these things so many times we want to compromise. Here's an opportunity. We just didn't get it. I'm going to go hire anybody. Let's just get it right. done. And then it ultimately hurts our business. So I appreciate yeah. everything you talked about hiring from within, building people up. They, they moved up from the ground up, making sure you have the right fit, the right employees, making sure you have the right uh, type of client to work with the right job and not lowering your price because you know what your experience, how much work is involved and why it has to be at that specific level. The right. customer sometimes does not understand it at yeah. all. And so that, that is pretty awesome. One other thing is with all the growth that you've had and adding components and adding individuals that have grown up to take over certain functions, how do you find the self-care and how do you find that work-life balance with everything? Because uh, typically when people need a plumber, it's always after hours or they the most inconvenient times of the day. So how do you maintain that work-life balance and, and self-care?
0: It's a, it's a yeah and and that's something that gets um, kind of pushed by the wayside a lot of times with business owners um you know I, I do have kind of a mentality that um, there's a, a, a an, an ape that works and an ape that goes home uh, and they are two different people um, I, I, I try to really separate my work life and my business life um, you always got to think about it but to me to constantly have it and bring it up at home is, is just basically just bringing another anxiety and something else into your life. So um you know my wife would agree with you know she doesn't even know what happens any of my days, um, you know, I don't really speak about it. Sometimes if I had a great client experience, I'll talk about that because it's uplifting and I like that. Uh, for the most part, I have a very uh, firm thing in my, in my home that I don't talk about business when I'm home. Um, so that's one way I'm able to just a little bit shift it. So that way I'm not 100% always on the business and rolling. Uh, another big thing is um, my, my company is a little a bit different that I do not believe in emergency service. Um, I, I I work for companies with emergency service, Um I hated every aspect of it. Um, you know, it, 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 it's to come up in two o'clock in the morning, go to someone's house, perform plumbing work, come back. You're ruined for that day. You know, that, that technician now is kind of dangerous. He's um, not slept well. He's driving on the road. Uh, he has a full day of schedule now, so he's not going to sell very well. He's not going to have he's not going to be his full self. You're going to get a half a technician that day probably could get some bad customer reviews because he's probably a little more edgy. So uh, when I opened Honest Day, I really had a very specific vision of not doing any of these kind of uh, after-hour calls anymore. So my guys don't have to run out after hours anymore. So you know when they come back at four o'clock in the afternoon, Someone comes with a flooding basement at five, it, I, it, it sucks. But um, it, you know, I unfortunately say you, you need to call another plumber. Uh, we'll come back or we'll come in the morning if you turn off the water. I, I, you know the, the wear and tear on a person from doing that kind of service for years and years, is, it, it takes its toll. It, it really kind of cuts our lives, our, our, our work lives in, in a lot. And especially at home lives, that clashes a lot. When you're on call and, and your wife's home with the baby that's sick and, and you're running out at, at two in the morning, it creates a lot of issues. Um, so I, I didn't want to be that, that company. I, I, and I lost a lot of clients because of that. But the ones that are with me understand that that's how we are and they respect that. And for the most part, just a few now and then emergencies that, you know, they waited and everything was OK. So, yeah, um, you know, to me, I want my technicians not to have to live to work. I want them to work so they can live and then go home and have a normal life. Um, it's important to me. Abe, this is Dave, and I, I just want to restate what you just
1: said. You want your employees not to have to live to work, and and I love that. And it's so important because you value who they are even outside of the office when they're not on the clock, mm-hmm. and that speaks a lot to you as well because companies can say, hey, did you show up? Did you show up on time? Are you there on time? Did you leave on time? And mm-hmm. no, you want to make sure they're doing well. Um, Abe, you faced a lot of challenges that – because I know you personally, that no one would ever want to face. And things that have happened that you've had to stand on your faith. You've had to stand with your family. You've had to believe in the goodness of people and really the value of hard quality work. And I can tell you, I respect that a ton. Um, But in your building of your business, what have been some common mistakes or what do you believe are common mistakes that a lot of businesses that just get started make? And I know your background is more on a service-based focused business, but a lot of entrepreneurs go down the same road, the same path when they're trying to manage expectations. But what do you think are some of the common mistakes that entrepreneurs can make when they begin their journey? And what do you think about the value of understanding uh, lessons that can be learned the hard way, or lessons that you can learn through other people.
0: Sure, uh, I mean the, the you know my the guy who trained my journeyman, um, you know he always said the best mistake is to learn from is someone else's. Um, so you know if you can, that's the best way to do it. Um, I would say that probably the most common mistakes and it's the same ones I've made. Um, so it, it, to me, it's the most common, and I think honestly, even if you know about them, they're kind of hard to miss, uh, or at least not uh, hit a, a couple times. Uh, on your journey. But, you know, knowing your numbers was, is huge. Um, you know, I, I can't express that enough. Um, understanding why you're charging what you're charging and what you need to charge to stay in business, but not only stay in business, but to actually be profitable. There, there's a very weird distinction where, um, you know, people have this uh, weird understanding where, you know, as long as I'm making enough money to pay myself, then I'm okay. But the business is not making money and growing, then you're not really doing it correctly. You're you're just living for the the each year, which means you'll never have an exit plan. You'll never be able to retire. You're just going to be working the rest of your life in this kind of circular fashion. So understanding that you have to make profits is a very big thing that I I feel like a lot of new entrepreneurs don't really understand the numbers and they don't understand what they should be charging or why they should be charging it. Uh, the next really comes down to, again, understanding what kind of business you are. Um, you know, I see it all the time. They're just doing, they're trying to do everything or or nothing. It's, you have to understand what, what are you trying to accomplish? What's your business model? What do you, do you want all the clients? Do you want only some of the clients? Do you want only Harris County? So you really understand, you know, do you only want to do sewer line replacements? There's a huge business in just replacing sewers. So there's a lot of companies out there and understanding what you are and what you want to be is essential. And then. And lastly, and this is always a hindsight thing, but you know, building the, process, the the proper processes and protocols in place because we don't think, okay, right now it's just me. So why do I care about all the things I have to do? I, I, it's just me. But what happens when it's not just you? What happens when there's four people or 10 people? Did you build the correct processes for 10 people? Probably not. So you have to, you can't just be like, uh, you have to be long-term. It's it, long-term site sometimes is very hard to do in business, especially when, you're not sure if you'll be open year to year. So it's hard to get that mentality that, you no, know, plan for long term and then you'll be set correctly. So, you know, that, that would be my my three biggest things to say to any uh, new entrepreneur to, to really focus on. And that would be a huge difference in how they did things.
1: That's awesome, Abe. And I appreciate you sharing that because it's true. We could spend the first two years really trying to get off the ground when in reality, we probably could have spent that same amount of time doubling and tripling our business had we gotten the resources earlier on, the direction, the coaching, right? And that's one thing you've done even as a a small business when you're growing. You brought in outside uh, leadership to help you support your growth as well. I want to dig into something a little differently here because we're in a world of social media tools. You mentioned earlier about how people are finding you. They're rating you. You've got all these incredible ratings. People see that. They look at that first. Then they reach out to you. And so business leaders can become disconnected. And yet when I think about success, and I think about success in businesses, a lot of that comes to the depth and the breadth of our relationships. And you and I are in a a similar networking group. And what I love about our group, Abe, it's it's an interesting group. And people that know who I am and what I'm about uh, know that I like to align myself with leaders that I think have incredible integrity, incredible drive. And in that room, you have people from all different industries. You have some people that are very, very well off, others that are just getting off the ground. And yet, we have no problem challenging each other, no problem calling each other out, no problem being there to support each other, and dropping it on the dime because we value those relationships. So, I want to ask you: Can you talk a little bit about how you've had an incredible impact by leveraging that network and other networks that you you you're a part of? How did you build that type of depth of relationships and how do you leverage that?
0: Sure. No, I mean, and that, and that's great. And, and there's a couple of aspects that I like to uh, kind of hit on. Obviously with any referral group, there's always the aspect, of course, of getting referrals. So that's always a nice thing. So um, I didn't come in mind into the MRG with that in mind. Um, you know, it's always nice. I, you know, I always find out that um, almost every single re- um, kind of referral group, they, they always need a plumber. Um, so that it's always a good spot for us. Um, so that, that's never been really a problem, but it, it, it's, I will say the one thing that to me is extremely important and I would say for all business owners, you know, it's being a business owner could be a very lonely world. Um, you know, you don't normally have a lot of friends who are also business owners. Um, you know, normally it's not the way it is. You know, if you came make your own, it's, you know, one in a thousand kind of person. So you, 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 you're kind of in your own little bubble. And it's it's a little uh, scary uh, and lonely sometimes when you, no one understands what you're kind of going through. So having um, the group we have, um, I think the biggest thing for me, other than the fact that it's a very fun group to be in, is that other people share the fears that you have as a business owner. And you're like, oh, I'm not crazy. Or, oh, it's not weird that I'm having this kind of anxiety or fear that other people are expressing as well. And, oh, wow, they're going through the same exact experience that I'm going through. And this is what they did to leverage that and get out of it. So it's it's like if you could get a bunch of buddies together who are going through what you're going through and, and have a talk, it's it's fantastic that that kind of knowledge. you have, Like you said, you have people that have been in the business for 30 years and some for a couple of years. So. There, between us all, there's probably 100 years worth of experience. So that's a fantastic tool to have at your disposal. Um, you know, I, I got into it early with, you know, Richard Waxman, because we're we referring to it other with um, the realty. Obviously, us plumbers and realtors kind of go hand in hand the times. So it's always a good matchup. Um, but like I said, it, it's, it's, I'm very happy to be part of that kind of uh, group. And if I wasn't, even though it's just a once a month thing, it, it's, I look forward to it. Um, and it's it's something that I, I really like to be a part of. And I feel like it also makes me feel a little less lonely. Um, you know, I see there's other business owners going through what I'm going through, and I and I have an opportunity to basically, you know, see what they're going through and, and seeing if they can help me with what I'm going through. And uh, that's to me a very big thing, and that's something I think every entrepreneur should have access to.
1: We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jakowicz of pauljakowicz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J A C K I E W I C Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is Danny, and I appreciate you bringing that up because so many times we think that it's all about us and we don't have help. I really believe in peer groups. I really believe that there's an advantage in being with other business owners, hopefully in the same line of business as you, but not always, but at least other business owners you can speak with. You talk about cash flow. It's very important. Yeah. If you're not making enough revenue in order to have cash flow, then you can't hire your next employee. You can't get out of a financial rut if your best client leaves you. It's so very important that business owners learn about cash flow. And We actually developed a course on cash flow, and teach our business owners how to understand uh, profit loss, cash flow, all, where all your money's going every single day, so yeah. I appreciate all of that, and that's so key. networking is important. Peer group, if you can get into one, is crucial for business success you're not going at it alone. It yeah. is other people going at it with you as well, and sometimes you need someone to talk to you. Not every spouse is going to understand uh, what you go through in your business, right whether he or she at home they don't they don't may not get it, which is okay but other people may. So the question I have is uh, along the way of building all this out, tell us how important customer service is to an organization and why it is so crucial to maintain happy customers in order to make sure that you continue to have positive cash flow and continue to have positive growth in the future.
0: Right. I mean, I think today more than ever, that is uh, one of the most key parts of growing a business. Um, You know, again, we're in a very, review-based business, you know, understanding that your clients now are basically calling you based on your review basis or what people are saying about you, you have to take notice to that unless that's not your your business model. Um, but for me, that was crucial. It's, you know, it's understanding that you, you, your lifeblood is your reviews, uh, especially today. I, I don't know how else, unless you're in, a, in another country that doesn't have digital. Um, but, you know, that's why Google, that's another thing we're ramping up. So you know, being understanding of where you are today, where your where your customers are seeing you, and how important those review bases are uh, to me, that was everything.
1: That's so uh, that's so interesting that you brought that up. And one of the things I do love about what we do in our service-based business as well is a follow up. Hey, how yeah. how are things going? And this is where we sometimes can uncover issues or uncover something that they're not happy with, and then resolve it right away before it becomes an issue like long term. Uh, yes. So I totally 100% agree with you. If we have the, um, the desire to make sure that our customers are satisfied, the customers are happy, they're going to leave a great review. They're going to leave a positive review. And then even those that have a negative view with just a simple conversation, they'll change that review because it was, they just need a little bit of help. And sometimes we're in this digital age where it's so much easier just to be the keyboard warrior than just to pick up a phone and call somebody. So I appreciate yes. you bringing that up. Uh, this next question real quick is about self-development. And Dave and I know that you're an avid reader. You, you, you do a lot of reading to, in order to help with your personal growth. But how important is it for business owners to not only go after additional training? Uh, it's not necessarily they need crafting train. training. It could be soft skills or hard skills. How important is it that business owners such as yourself continue to go after training, continue to go after self-knowledge, self-gain, and then not only that, encourage their employees to do the same?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, keeping up—that's a huge thing. You know, um, we kind of think that we open a business, we if we're successful, then we know what we're doing, and therefore, I really don't need to do anything else. I'm I'm perfect, right? I I did everything right. Um, but the, the truth is, that's that's not the case. You're you're always. Looking for ways to improve yourself, um, you know. The more I delve in the leadership um, role, the more I realize that there's a lot of things that I don't like how I handle certain situations, or I could have done this differently. So I'm, I'm always rethinking a different way I could have done a certain you know certain situation. Um, you know, reading up on things. You know, I, I really feel like as a leader, you you have to have a really good core knowledge of psychology. Um, one of my favorite books is actually Del Carnegie, uh, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." Um, I've probably read it a dozen times. Uh, I keep it as a Bible. Um, It's understanding human psychology, understanding how to properly deal with people to me is so essential that I actually would say that you shouldn't open a business unless you know how to do that, because you're going to have to use that, that those tools. And to me, that's what they are. As you develop and grow, you need to develop more tools for yourself because there's no way you know, 11 years ago, I predicted that I would have, you know, four different departments running my company, I, I, I couldn't even predict that. So there's no way that I'm equipped with the tools then to have it now, it doesn't make any sense. So um, I'm constantly reading um, up on books and trying to find better ways. Um, and especially with my leaders uh, in the other departments, I see where they're lacking and, um, you know, to actually schedule uh, leadership um, programs from the go to so they can actually understand how to better, you know, speak to their uh, technicians, how to better sell certain things. Um, continuing education to me is such a uh, priority in business. It, it needs to be something you you always do. And, and even my technicians in the field, I they're constantly, I, if the new gas piping is coming out, they're going to that class, existing things that we're using, they're doing constant updates to new technologies. They go to those classes for that. So you want to have that in your, in your business. You want to have that kind of, um, where everybody understands that you want them to develop, become better and not just be okay with what you're at. You know, there are people that are fine just staying where they're at. But I really look for employees who don't want to just settle. They constantly want to improve and constantly want to grow. Uh, And again, that comes down to understanding who you want in your business. Um, And not everyone will be really open to that. But for the most part, if you can show them that you can change and you can develop yourself, then it makes them want to do that as well.
1: Abe, hey, this is Dave. I love that because you model that for people. And when we were in our networking group, we, there are times you brought things up that, that have gotten, I think, more than a few heads to turn around and think, huh, maybe I should do that too. And And I love that. And it's true. We have to continue to push ourselves to grow. And if you do that, chances are you're gonna end up modeling that for the people that are around you because they see that about you. And that's why it's so important for some businesses to have mentors, for some business owners to get involved in a mastermind group, or for some business owners to hire an executive coach. You wanna continue to put yourself in a position where you're growing and you're learning. And so I appreciate you bringing that point up. Abe, I wanna ask you, with this pandemic, what's been interesting, we've seen businesses suffer. Mm. We've seen businesses not really figure out how to take advantage of the challenging environment, the challenging situation with the business, and they haven't done well. Some of them have gone out of business. But your company has evolved through the pandemic. You've found ways to stay relevant. What's next for Honest Abe? And what are you looking to do here as we continue to push forward through this pandemic?
0: Yeah, no, so um, great questions as always. Um, No, so I mean, what's, so the pandemic was a very interesting thing. You know, I really believe depending on what business you were in would really determine how well that business did. And I'm sure there's ways to work around it, but um, you know, initially we had a two month wall where we had no business. It was very scary. Uh, um, you know, when you don't have phones ringing for, Almost two months. It, it it makes you rethink a lot of things. Thankfully, I had a really good, solid crew here. We were able to bring people right back on again, and we were actually able to expand our business. Um, uh, we actually opened up a chimney division. That was a, a newest thing that we just did a few months ago, uh, and that came from the need of you know we've been really engrossed in a lot of government projects in the city for um, elderly people that uh, have low income. So we've been doing a lot of boiler and furnace replacements and uh chimneys were like it was like three months out to get a chimney replacement so we like why don't we just do that in-house and it came to fruition so you know what I see for our company in the future is basically being a a one-stop shop you know I I like the idea of bringing on electrical department eventually and some other aspects where uh, someone can call us and like yeah we do that we we do it all. Uh, and, and and that and actually we, we do that now, you know, with having remodeling, plumbing, and HVAC, you know, we cut a lot of holes. So having a, you know, remodelers behind us to patch them and it gives us a more complete service, you know, that way we're not just leaving holes and damages in the client's house when we leave. we, we leave with a finished product that looks really nice. So we can do these full installs, have the chimney and everything's running and everything's inspected and everything's kosher and up to par. So finding ways to make a full circle kind of companies is is what my goal is. And and finding really good key people to kind of run these divisions has always been uh, the utmost important and the hardest thing to do. But when you find them, uh, then you're golden. Um, It's just trying to get that in with the the right technician to to run those departments.
1: Abe, that is awesome. This is Dave again. For our listeners out there, if you're catching Twins Talk It Up and you're finding the content and the people we bring on relevant, make sure you subscribe to this program, support the program so we can continue to bring incredible leaders like Abe onto our show. When you think about entrepreneurs, you instantly are pulled to this driven personality. You're driven to the fact that, or you're at least pulled to the fact that these entrepreneurs aren't like your average Joe's. They don't get stuck in the weeds. They figure it out because they want to make it happen. Don't work so much in the operations of your business. Rather work on your business. Develop the strategies. Develop the processes that you need to have. Bring in the key personnel and make sure you go after developing great customer service. As we've learned from Abe today, you got to align the right team members. Lead by example. And remember... Your mom can be your best marketing source. So be willing to share your business challenges with others, ask for advice, bring in different solutions, and surround yourself with like-minded business leaders. Abe, we're so grateful you could join us today. I will tell our listeners out there, if you're in the greater Baltimore region, please consider Honest Abe Home Services. And if you're fortunate, perhaps you'll get some insight from Abe directly. Abe, thank you for joining Twins Talk It Up.
0: Thank you very much for having me, Danny, as well. Uh, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed this experience.
1: Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.